Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. You might have been looking at my Twitter account over the weekend and I did retweet uh, Neil O'Mahony from Renew and Galway. And the reason was I had a concern in relation to sex education. And as you know, the new sex education bill is on the way. Uh, Richard Bruton said the certain elements of the relationships and sexual education, the RSE in schools, were 20 years old. And it was important to carry out a review to ensure it was fit for purpose to meet the needs of young people. And he wrote to the National Council on the Curriculum Assessment uh, that they consider certain areas in particular, which included consent, uh, what it means and its importance, developments and contraception, healthy, positive sexual expression uh, relationships, safe use of the internet, social media and its effects on relationships and self-esteem, uh, gender identity and LGBTQ matters. And, you know, obviously they, they mentioned that if you go into the full sex ed bill, by the way, that went to, that's as far as I know, that's the second stage now, they talk about, you know, gender identity of young people and the different genders. I, all, I thought we already knew what the genders were, male and female, but obviously clearly there's a lot more that needs to be discussed in schools. I suppose a lot of it's to do with uh, awareness for young people and making sure people are tolerant of each other's differences. But on the line is Neil O'Mahony from Renua in Galway. Good afternoon to you, Neil. Hi, yeah, Neil. How are you getting on? Good. Neil, I mean, let's just, before I get to the, the sex education bill, uh, Renewa, I mean, this is something we heard of first with Lucinda Creighton when, in the last election, which unfortunately didn't do too well. Um, but the Renewa now is a, a kind of renewer, newer, so to speak. It's a different, <laughs> renewer, it's a different renewer, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a renewed Renewa. It's a yeah. renewed Renewa. And, yeah. I mean, what do Renewa stand for? What is, what's the kind of policy or the policy statement? What do you stand for? Well, I suppose to answer that, I'd have to maybe go into, for just, just maybe 30 seconds or less. Yeah maybe what, what happened with Renewa in the beginning. I think when any new party is started up, or at least when Renewa started up, it's kind of a mixed bag. They're trying to bring in people from, we'd say, from, from all walks of life, from, from left-leaning parties, from right-leaning parties, and that's kind of what Renewa did. And, and what happened as a consequence of that then was that everyone had a different idea of what the party stood for. Mm. And uh, we say if someone leans to the left... They weren't happy when a, when a right-leaning policy was, was brought forward. I and mean, someone leans to the right, they're not happy when a left-leaning policy is brought forward. So that, I mean, what ended up happening then was no one, nobody was happy. So, I, do, I, mean, I thought I Lucinda was quite good, actually. And, and I remember the debate. Now, she didn't perform greatly at the debate during the general election. But I thought some of the stuff that she talked about, which was revisiting income tax and a whole new system of income tax. And she talked about a lot of things, by the way. But I, I thought it was a very different outlook and a different view of politics that we've heard before. And I was surprised, actually, she didn't uh, perform as well as I thought she would have. Well, uh, I'd say a lot, a lot of people in Renewal were surprised as well. But, mm. I mean, what we did afterwards was we, we went to... Well, I wasn't actually in the party at the time. I'm... I'm Probably yeah. a year, year and a half. But, but the people who were in the party okay, went well, back well, and they well, looked. Well, where do you, where do you stand? Let, let's look at the issues. And we're going to come to the sex ed bill in a yeah. second because this is your big concern over the weekend on Twitter. And I retweeted that because I absolutely yeah. agreed with some of what you said. But in relation to, say, things like uh, abortion, I'm assuming, uh, from what I can gather, Renewa seemed to be pro-life. Yes, yeah, it, the, the, one of the things that came out of the previous election was, and, and the, a lesson we learned was that we have to be more clear about what we stand for. So the, the John Leahy, the party leader, came out with the idea of the six pillars which basically lay down in plain English exactly what we start, stand for as a party. And one of those pillars is pro-life. And but has I'm the ship not sailed, Neil? Has the ship not already sailed? Uh, well, a lot of ships have sailed. But, I mean, the, the way I'll put it to you is my perspective on this is that the, the pro-life issue is an issue of, of human rights. I mean, not everyone agrees. I don't come at this from a religious perspective. I come at this Are you from the perspective... I'm not. Okay. I come at this from the perspective of uh, human rights. And... The one thing, if you read the, the text of the Eighth Amendment, is it, it, what, is, what does it say? It said, we, um, the state, uh, will um, recognise and vindicate the right to life of the unborn with due regard to the equal but rights that's of life. has gone now. Oh, I know, yeah. But what I'm saying is, in order to but it's not coming, but, but Neil, it's not coming back. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I can't see how they could ever bring it back again. The only thing you could best hope for would be legislation um, oh, yeah, no, to look, overturn look, we're, it. We're, we're, we, I'll be very clear. Like, what... The way I'm, the reason I'm speaking about pro-life is I'm just trying to come across yeah, to, to let people know what, what my perspective and my thinking of it is. But I'm happy to talk about. We we'll say in terms of what, what do we want to do? There are two or three things we want to do on the pro-life issue, and these would mainly revolve around some of the amendments that were turned down when the when the abortion bill was passing through the doll. And some of these amendments would would revolve around. Uh, one of the amendments that was turned down was medical care for babies that survive abortion, which I think is it's absolutely ridiculous that if a baby survives an abortion, that it won't be given medical care. Another one would be pain relief. In other words, allowed to die. 
Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they would make it comfortable but allow it to die. Another one would be um, pain relief and late-term abortion. And now there's a debate going on between people who are pro-life and pro, pro-choice that uh, at what point does a baby have intrinsic value and at what point can a baby feel the pain of the abortion? But there's no debate going on as to whether or not a baby can feel pain in the third trimester because the baby obviously can. It's fully developed and it's waiting to be born. And, and, and more than one of the heads in the bill legalize abortion right up to birth. So at the point within of a few hours or a few days of birth, there's no question about whether or not that baby can feel pain. So our perspective on that is if you're going to legalize the, the ending of that baby's life, at the very least, you should give that baby pain relief before you end its life. Okay, well, let, let's move on because I don't want to spend focus too much on each individual. Yeah. Uh, immigration, where, where do you stand on immigration? Currently at the moment, Ireland is a changing, more diverse country than it ever was before. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on immigration? Well, on migration, I suppose my policy and renewal policy on that would be that the first duty of any government is to the, the well-being of the people in, within the society. So our, our view on immigration is it should never be so high that the number of migrants coming to the country reduces the quality of life of the people in the country. Now, that has nothing to do with their skin colour their, their, or, their, or their religion or any of that, but the first duty of the government is to make the lives of the people in the country that elected them better, not worse. So if they bring in so many people that it reduces their quality of life, they've failed in that. Uh, so that are, you, are you suggesting that we can't sustain the current amount of people that are coming into the country or that are migrating to Ireland, that we can't financially sustain it, i.e. we have a housing crisis, we have a healthcare crisis, whereby we're already at a point where our population is not being sustained properly, so why would we want more people? Is that what you're kind of saying? Well, that, that would be our perspective, yeah. I mean, it's undeniable that when people come to the country, they, they need access to services like housing, education, uh, and a number of other things, healthcare. And it's undeniable that, that, that the money for those services have to come from somewhere. So, so um, what you're saying is, look, I'm happy enough for people to come into this country who are professionals, who are coming in and are sponsored by employers, similar to other countries like America, Canada, Australia, everyone else. But if people are coming in here basically to, to go on the housing list, um, well... Oh, yeah. That, no, yeah. Look, if, if, if somebody is coming here and their, their reason for coming here is to get on a housing list or to get the dole, then they have no place here. But with that being said, we... Have, there are two issues at stake here to be talked about. You do, them, well, you do have asylum seekers or people who come here on yeah, humanitarian that's exactly grounds. What I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, like, we have to separate the idea, separate the like, economic migrants from asylum seekers. And I, I was on the what was it, the Tonight Show with Ivan Yates before, and the point I made was there's obviously a very big difference between an asylum seeker and an economic migrant. Well, well and I, asylum, I, said, I said that on the Tonight Show when I was called a racist, by the way. But yeah, well, I, I, I probably got the same thing. I just, I just don't pay that much attention to it. Right. But the, the perspective I take on this is, and it's again, it, it comes, it, it's the same thing I take, the perspective I take on everything. We, we're a small country. We have a limited amount of resources. We do want to help people who need help. But we have to realize we can't help everybody. So we should help the people who are most in need. And in a system like ours that has a limited number of spaces, if we allow an economic migrant to take the space of an asylum seeker, someone whose life is genuinely in danger, that means somebody farther down the line who is a genuine asylum seeker whose life is in danger can't get the space. So we, we just need to have an honest discussion about that. This okay, so, what, so what you're saying is you want, you're not saying you want to close borders, but you want to protect our borders and control our borders. All right. Exactly. We want okay, to protect our borders, control our borders, but help people that need help. But at the same time, the first duty of the government is to support people who are currently in the country. But we do have a duty to help people outside of the country. But Okay, well, okay. let's get to the RSE, which is the education, sex education bill. Okay, yeah. okay now there is a changing... Uh, I suppose, culture in this country as well. And there is certainly a different uh, climate in this country when it comes to sexual education and uh, relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And we've seen that, yeah. uh, particularly uh, two, three years ago, we had a referendum on same-sex marriage in this country and marriage equality. Yeah. So there certainly is a change, a shift, I suppose. And there, there has to be a level of tolerance to go along with that. Is the new sex education bill not just reflecting that new level of tolerance? Well, the, again, the first point I'd make on that is is... We'd have to define what we mean by tolerance and we'd have to define what we mean by the sex education bill. And I think one of the problems here is a lot of people assume that the sex education bill is something that it's not and because they haven't actually read what the sex education bill is and they haven't actually read the supporting documents behind it, what the NCCA are, which is... Is there a few red herrings being thrown out? There are more... Yeah, exactly. There are a few red herrings. But but I mean, mean, from both sides. I mean, from from the Conservative side and also the Liberal side too. I mean, I suppose Conservatives will have us believe, or the right wing will have us believe, that we're bringing in this bill where we're going to be teaching five-year-olds, you know, about LGBT issues, um, consent um, and gender and all the kind of carry-on 
Whereas maybe it's going to be a little bit more age appropriate and we're not really going to be saying, well, listen, you know, two lads get together or two women get together and this is how they have sex. I mean, I don't think that's what we're going to be teaching five-year-olds. And I certainly don't think we're going to be teaching them about transgenders and everything else. You know, I I assume it would be all age appropriate. Is that not right? Well, again, that depends on what you mean by age appropriate because I have, what I have here in front of me is, and if I was to walk you back through the train, okay, we'd say the government commissioned uh, a report by the U, uh, by the, um, the NCCA, which is the National Centre for Curriculum um, Assessment, which is a statutory body that advises the minister, and that has a research paper. That research paper references back to a WHO for Europe, which is the World Health Organization in Europe document, and this is the document that you retweeted. So page 38 of that supporting document to, to the NCCA's report actually has a section uh, uh, on curriculum for zero to four-year-olds, and on page 38, it has a heading, sexuality, and the actual, this is a direct quote from this document. Under what you should teach to newborn babies up to the age of four, it says, in enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body, early childhood masturbation. Now, you're, you're, okay, so, so I, but do you really believe in Irish schools? Now, this is obviously a recommendation of the WHO, and yeah. this is in relation to what Richard Bruton wrote to the National Council on Curriculum yeah. and Assessment, um, but do you really believe that we're going to be teaching four-year-olds, I mean, which would essentially we wouldn't be even in school yet, they're only going to be in preschool, about yeah. early childhood masturbation? Well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. People I, don't I, I find things. that quite concerning, by the way. I, I would find, and that's why I'm on the show, and that's why I put out the tweet. If people don't put things in writing unless they, unless they mean it. This is in writing in a World Health Organization report, and this report is, is referenced in the Irish NCCA as a supporting document for the recommendations they're making towards the government on what the new sexual education bill should be. Well, this now, is, I know that's kind of a to me, but by the way, the sexual education bill is when being put forward by Ruth Coppinger, Paul Murphy, and Mick Exactly. Barry. Exactly, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and this and that document, or this bill, uh, which contains recommendations from that document, and um, this bill is w- at what stage now currently at the it's moment? It's currently at the third stage in the Dolls, which means it's passed two, through two stages and it's been approved through two stages and now it's at the third stage in the okay, Dolls, which the, means the, the, it's the working other, its way through the system. The other parts of that bill are obviously in relation to LGBT matters or LGBTQ matters. Um, some of it is. Uh, some of it but, is and some of it and, is. And do you uh, accept yeah. that? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you in relation to masturbation and zero to four-year-olds, but let's say, for example, should a six- or a seven-year-old be thought about LGBT issues, and should six- and seven-year-olds be thought about, well, you know, you don't have to be a boy if you don't want to, you can be a girl, and you don't have to be a girl if you don't want to, you can be a boy, that's grand, sure, you're off, off you go there. Should, do you believe they should be thought those things? Well, I think that's a bit too young now, to be honest, for that. Now, I'm not suggesting that no child can ever be confused about their gender. Obviously, there's all sorts of people in the world, there are seven billion people in the world, there's a bit of everything. But the idea that no, but we'll say nine, uh, the vast majority of society, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. And they have no issues with gender. And all you're going to do if you have 99% of society where boys are boys and girls are girls, if you teach those boys that they can be girls if they want to be and girls if they can be, they, they can be boys if they want to be, is you're, going to, you're going to confuse them about their gender in a way that you don't need to. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't people who will be confused about their gender and people who don't need help. Obviously there is. There's all sorts of people. Do you people. believe there's more than two genders? No, I don't. There's boys. There's male and female. I mean, I, I, I'm, we, humans are a sexually dimorphic species, and sex and gen, gender are intrinsically linked for the overwhelming well, apart majority. Apart from those who would be born intersex, of course. Well, exactly. Yeah, but they, they're, that's a genetic anomaly. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, I mean, okay. a, an exception to the rule doesn't dis, doesn't disprove the rule or discount the rule. Right. Okay. And what do you say to people who are transgender, or people who are gay, or people who are? I suppose not, you know, heterosexual. I, have, I actually have well, more What do you say to those who are listening today and say, well, hold on a second, I want my children in a school at five years of age or six years of age to know that there are differences out there and there are people who are gay or there are people who are transgender or there are people who are not any of the two genders that you and I would consider to be the, the two genders in society. And I want them to know about that so they're tolerant in the future. Well, I would say the place where they must learn that is at home not in the school. Uh, do, do you believe we're taking the it. power then away from parents? Is yeah, well, the, the, the Irish constitution recognises that the parents, the parents are the uh, child's primary educator. And one of, the, one of the things written in the new bill that's passing through the Doyle is, um, is they're writing into law that it's a child's right to access this, what they call fact-based education. And what that will do, in effect, is it will water down the parent's right to uh, remove their child from that class. But did we, did we throw away that right in a referendum four years ago when we voted for the state basically had primary care over the children of Ireland? 
Well, yeah, I would have. I wouldn't have been. To be honest, I wouldn't have been very happy with that. And we we did to an extent, but we didn't entirely. You know what this will do is it will further. It will give the state more control over over our the private lives. Because of the our state, children. I mean, realistically, Neil, the state has to have ultimate control over the children of the state. Absolutely, as parents, we have. We I believe that we should have parental control, provided we're good parents, by the way. Yeah. But when well, we see the it. children who are in in situations where they're being abused, or where we see children in situations where they're being brainwashed with some sort of nonsense, yeah. the state ultimately must have control well, yeah, the, at some point. The state has a duty of care. To all of its citizens to make sure that they're, we'll say, safe and to make sure that their their lives are are are, are as, as good as they can be, basically. But that doesn't mean that the state can overstep the bounds of its authority and take children away from parents because the parents are telling them that it's something that the state doesn't like. Because in that, that's that's getting a little bit too much onto the authoritarian side for me. I, despite how I come across, I'm actually fairly liberal on most things. I just I I don't, I, I believe that the state. The state's duty of care to us is is to make sure that we are. But free when you to say yeah, but when you say you're liberal on some things, okay. How did you vote in marriage equality? Can I ask you? I actually didn't vote in it, to be honest. Okay, so you just I didn't. didn't I didn't. I didn't have you strong abstained. enough feelings either way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, but I mean, when you say you didn't have strong enough either feelings either way, do you? But the family unit to you, I mean, do you believe the family unit to you is mammy, daddy, children? Oh yeah. Well, look, the the, the nuclear family. Yes. Now that doesn't mean other people can't have families if they want to. I believe in. This is people, it's a free society and people can live however they want. But at the same time... But does it concern you? Does, does, it con- does that concern you going forward for the next generation in this country that we have, uh, you know, such a wide variety of families now? Um, you know, we have two gay men with children, we have two gay women with children, we have single women who are going off and, you know, getting um, artificially inseminated. You know, uh, do, you, do you believe there's something wrong with that change and that dynamic and the way that the world has changed? No, I mean, people should be as people should be free to live their lives however they choose. But uh, well, no, no, not really. Is, you're not free to live your life however you choose because we've laws, you know, and we have morals and we have moral yeah. codes. So you're not yeah, really free. On, to what live I'm your saying life. is that the the state gets involved when one person is harming another person, trying to take their life or trying to take their property. It do, it shouldn't get involved in telling you how to live your life. And that's kind of the issue I have with the RSC, the sex education bill. Is the state I think is overstepping the bounds of its authority and it's getting involved in telling us how to raise our children. And, and I mean, I think when it comes to education, education should mainly be about, the, I mean, the sciences. It should be uh, geography, history, English, Irish, maths, things like that. And, and one of the things that concerns me is that we have actually removed history as a subject, uh, as, a, as a mandatory subject, and we, we're replacing it with this, some of this nonsense, basically, where you're going to tell, if this is, if, if this is that and to go by, you're going to tell a child between the ages of zero and four, you're going to teach them early childhood masturbation. I mean, if you have a choice between teaching a child history and that, there's no choice. If we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. And that's a saying that... Okay, but at what, at what point do you teach children about LGBTQ issues? Or do you believe that's a, an issue that should be raised in schools at all? Or do you think that's just for parents to talk to their children about? Because sadly, there are parents out there who are great parents, uh, you know, will teach children tolerance. And no matter what their own beliefs might happen to be, they'll teach them tolerance. But yeah. there are other well, parents out there who are just Mental cases. Yeah, I don't deny that. I, yeah, agree you know what I, mean. I would say, to be honest, most of that stuff would, belongs in secondary school to me. When, when a child, when, when, when kids are, are, have seen enough of the world, they have their, their own mind. I'm not going to say they're entirely developed, but they're developed to the point where they know who they are. They know so they've they reached want. puberty, yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where right. they've reached puberty. Okay, so know. you believe that be, be, um, below that point, you know, below the age of 11 or 12 years of age, you don't they believe school is a place where we should be talking about, you know, gay people or transgender people or, um, you know, gender issues or masturbation. No, no I, would, or, I would like to see school concentrate on, on subjects like English, Irish, maths, uh, geography, history. Right, okay. All right, well, look, you know, I wish you well. Uh, I know you're obviously uh, a candidate for the upcoming elections. Just to mention as well, just while you're on the air as well, that in the Galway City East, six seats are available. Liam Boyle is there, Conor Burke, Alan Cheevers, Michael John Crow, Mairead Farrell, Owen Hanley, Pat Hardyman, Claire Hillary, Noel Larkin, Donald Lynch, Declan MacDonald, Nolan Nolan, Terry O'Flaherty, Neil O'Malley, yourself, Michael Tully and John Walsh are all in there as well. Are you thinking your chances are good? Well, I've been out canvassing at this point now for probably three, three and a half weeks, and and uh, I, to be honest, what I say to some people at the door, you know, to break the ice, and it's and it's true. When I knock on a door, I expected a much less friendly um, response because a lot of people are pretty unhappy at this point with with some of the stuff that's happened. No, I mean, obviously, some people are happy, some people are unhappy. Mm. So, I mean, what I've said to some people is, I'm not, I'm never sure whether to expect a smile or a punch when I when when they open the door. But <laughs> to be honest. 
out of the three or so thousand houses I've I've been to so far, only three people have been uh, unhappy, and none of them have been aggressive. None of them okay, have been less rude. than friendly, in other words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but everyone. Anyway, everyone is generally very friendly at the doors. I mean, you're at the front door of their house. They don't want to be. They don't want to be arguing, which is fair enough. I don't want to argue with them either. All right. Well, listen, Neil. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the air today. All right. Thanks very much for having me. There you go. That's uh, Neil O'Malley uh, from Anua, Galway East. Uh, he's an election candidate, as well as many of the other candidates out there. Uh, just pulling, I suppose, nailing his colours to the mass when it comes to the sex education bill. And I think it's an interesting topic. You've heard Neil talk about it when you look at the WHO re- um, recommendations. And this is, of course, in relation to what Richard Bruton wrote to the National Council of Curriculum Assessment, uh, talking about zero to four years of age. And I saw the, the screenshot of it. It's not a lie. They are recommending that zero to four years of age, they talk to them about early childhood masturbation. Uh, they also talk to them about gender identity and, you know, telling a little boy or a little girl, you know, between the ages of, I don't know, zero to four, zero to ten, that it's OK not to be a boy if you don't want to be a boy. It's OK not to be a girl if you don't want to be a girl. And there are many other genders um, and also teaching tolerance on LGBTQ matters. Um, this bill, of course, their own sex education bill, as you heard Neil mention, is at the third stage now, um, which means it's close to being passed. And this is a sex education bill that's been put through by Ruth Coppinger, Paul Murphy uh, and Mick Barry as well. And I want to know if you agree with it. Are you happy enough to have your children in primary school uh, thought about LGBTQ matters, um, genders and well, if you want to just be blunt about it, I know it's daytime radio, but childhood masturbation, that's certain, it's, in, it's in there by the recommendation with the WHO. Are you happy with that? Uh, and let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. Now, as I said, the year, early childhood masturbation from zero to four, I don't know whether that's part of the Irish one, but certainly it's a recommendation with the WHO. But certainly in the Irish one, we are looking at, uh, obviously, LGBTQ matters. And we're also talking about uh, gender identity and also diff- the different genders. I want to know what you think. Let's focus just on that for the moment, if we can. Do you think it's a good idea? And are you happy, as a parent, to have your child have sex education with those matters being dealt with in primary school in this country? Are you happy with that? Or do you believe that's your job at home and not the job of a school? They should be focusing on history and science and everything else. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Geraldine, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Geraldine? Hello, Niall. Good. Geraldine, you were speaking about the new sex ed bill at a parish assembly. Last night, coincidentally. That's right, yeah. And what, what was the Assembly for, by the way? Well, the Assembly meets monthly just to act as a support for the parish priest and for the parish. It discusses many issues, mm-hmm. relevant issues to the parish. Okay. And, and how did the sex ed bill come up? I brought it up. All right, okay. And, and what, was the reason, what was the reason you brought that up? I brought it up because I am extremely worried about what's happening in the country. Um, and I'm worried about the... Uh, an extraordinary move to do something which is totally unconstitutional and the fact that nobody at political level is opposing it. What I see happening is the government is actually uh, introducing a prohibition on faith schools which are allowed under the constitution. We're told we have religious freedom. Faith schools are being prohibited from teaching their faith. They're actually being being forced to teach a program which is superimposed by the state and which is which is calling itself tolerant when in actual fact it's intolerant of everything except what it says itself now if i as a catholic parent send my child to a faith school or as a muslim parent or as a jewish parent to the equivalent school i do so because i want the child to be nurtured in that faith and that's my right and those schools exist for that purpose But now we have a situation where, far from allowing the faith school to uh, do what it normally does, the state is saying, no, you have to teach our programme. I'm not going to completely disagree with you and I understand the point you're making but the problem that we have Geraldine is in a changing society 95% or 93% of the schools in this primary school in this country are faith schools uh, I think 85% of those are Catholic so parents who don't want to send their children maybe to a faith school are having the opposite problem to you is they don't have a choice because there's very few educate together schools or non-denominational schools so they don't have a choice and until we get to a point where there is a bit more choice for people I suppose the argument is going to be uh, a problem isn't it? You see that's depending on the way you look at it first of all in the attempt that has been made and a considerable attempt has been made in the environs of Dublin to divest certain schools and allow them to become non-denominational schools the bishop has supported that uh, the parents haven't wanted it. 
So your figures, which sound wonderful, 95% of parents and all the rest of it, are well, not 95% necessarily... of schools are faith yeah, schools, yeah. Well, people don't seem to respond to the notion of divesting the school. People send their... Parents are, I think, largely uninformed as to what is happening now, very busy, and when they opt for a faith school, they put a trust in the school to do what they haven't maybe the time to do, and sometimes they haven't the information to do. But they rely on the school to build up the child in a knowledge of his or her faith, whatever that faith is. And they see that as the Well, I, I suppose most, what most of us want is not so much just faith. We just want our children, because, of course, the schools are responsible for our children the third of the day. We, we want the schools to bring our children up how we would bring our children up. And exactly. with, with good morals. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, So that's really what we want, isn't well, it? Well, don't forget, you mentioned early in the programme, you mentioned um, Claire Daly. Claire Daly stated... I don't, I don't think I mentioned Claire Daly. I mentioned well, Rue Coppinger, yeah. Your, your colleague did. But yeah. the, the option that Claire Daly is seeking is no ethos of any description and she has said that she makes no secret of that so I don't think the word morals is very relevant Okay but, but let, let, let's but focus on the sex no, education well, I, I want to get back to the argument of the sex education bill right? Get off sex education for a second and consider that a faith school under our constitution is entitled to teach the doctrines that it holds and by the way the essential doctrine of the faith I subscribe to which is Catholicism is a doctrine of love love and tolerance of one another but, uh, but are you? But if your if your faith school is a doctrine of love and tolerance, well, then what would be the issue with teaching, say, young children at nine years of age the tolerance that maybe two men can be married and two women can be married? Because the church, because my faith doesn't believe that. But, That's why. But then it's in, but then it's intolerant, then, isn't it? I don't think so. No, I think it's 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 actually being faithful to the doctrine that it subscribes to. But you can't, but but you can't, have, you can't have 93% of children because that's what it would be because obviously 93% of the schools are faith schools being intolerant of people who are gay. Well, intolerant is your word. I'm not intolerant. I'll tell you what. I would suggest to you that uh, if parents don't want their children taught in a faith, then they must put pressure on the government to, to actually give them the types of schools that they want, not actually claw the schools away from the faith groups, which is what is, being, is happening. And the faith groups don't want to surrender those schools in some instances, and neither do the bulk of parents whose children are in those schools. It's a problem. So at what if point it, do you do sex education, Geraldine? Is it secondary school? When, when do you do sex education? When do you, when I say sex relationship education? So why don't you address the argument that I'm raising? Which is no, I, no I, I am addressing the argument you're raising, but yes. I do believe, that's a, I do believe I there's a, question, a bigger Niall, argument. I have a question for you. Do you think in, for example, a Muslim school, that the children are, being, are going to be taught or are being taught the government... Uh, program. Well, we have very few Muslim schools in the country, and they're and they're and they're we funded by the Muslim community. Yes, and would you think no? They're not they funded by the state. Yeah, but would you think whether they're funded by the state or not, they're part of the the state? Would you think that they would be imposing that program? No, absolutely not. But 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 in saying that, when I see the argument is not a fair argument because. There are very few Muslim schools in this country. I think there's only two or three, right? That's not the point. And they're funded by the Muslim community themselves. They're not funded by the state, so I'm not paying for them. So they can do what they want in them. Well, within reason, obviously. Well, they, you know, they can do they, and, and if there's a Catholic school which is privately funded, you can do what you want in it. But well, when, when even, they're state-funded schools, sure that, they're funded by sure, everybody. I'm not even sure that that is accurate. But what the point I'm making is that in certain situations, the state doesn't superimpose its doctrine. But in certain other cases, it's trying to. I also believe, by the way... But, you, but you're, you're saying you don't want this superimposed on children and, and this option taken away from you as a parent, uh, you know, LGBTQ matters, etc., etc., on young children. But you do want um, a Catholic doctrine imposed on children. Yes, I do, because I believe in it. So, and so on one hand, you don't want one thing imposed on them, but you want something else imposed on them. Well, I wouldn't call it imposition in that case. Because, well, why? Excuse me, I am transmitting the value system that I have and that is my right to do. Well, maybe gay people will say, or transgender people will say, well, we're admitting the values that we have. And I say, if you want to do that, you have your schools to do that. Yes, but you, but you can't really open up gay schools. By all means. Or you can't really open up transgender schools. Or you can't open up schools. Why can't we have a school system uh, whereby, and hear me out, Geraldine, I mean, say, for example, in America, right, you have a school system that's a public school system. So they don't transmit any religious values at all. And that's up to parents to do that at home. 
uh, leaving aside the sex ed part because I am in agreement with you and part of what you're saying in relation to sex ed I personally believe sex ed is for children over the age of 11 I don't believe it's for 7 and 8 year olds I don't believe we should be telling 6 year olds you know about you can be whatever you want to be you can be a boy or a girl if you want to be I don't believe that's a place to be telling a 6 and 7 year old they have more things to be worrying about at 6 and 7 years of age and that kind of carry on so, but I am agreeing with you on that. Are you aware that under your previous speaker talked about the NCCA, under the submissions at the moment, there is a submission suggesting... This is the National Council on Curriculum yes, and Assessment. Suggesting yes. to the, the Department of Education that it is a good thing to introduce an acquaintance with pornography. Now, I sometimes think we have gone stark raving mad in this country. And I don't believe that the man or woman in the street is aware of these developments. And that's why... Well, I, I, I think in relation to pornography, I think what the suggestion may be in the curriculum is to teach young people uh, that pornography is not a realistic, realistic expectation of sex. Look, decorate it any way you want. I that, would not want... That, I would that's, not a, that's want. a positive thing, isn't it, to teach a child? I don't think so, no. I think well, the I'm concept... Saying, but, but, but Geraldine, I think pornography concept, is in society whether we like it or not. I think the very concept... If, you know, if you splash around in the mud long enough, you get dirty. I don't think that's a good policy. I it's, mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'd hate to think of an 11-year-old or, a, you know, a 9-year-old looking at pornography. And But unfortunately, in the society we live in with the internet and it's freely available to young people and we do have parents who are quite, slightly irresponsible sometimes, children do come across pornography. And I don't think it's such a bad thing to say to a 10 or 11 year old listen you might see stuff online that's a little bit rude a little bit naughty with naked adults in it you know you have to understand children that this is not something you should be looking at at your age and it's not something that's a realistic expectation of boys and girls I don't think there's actually anything wrong with saying that to a well, child well look that's your approach to it I don't think it's a good thing I don't I think it can never be but you can't bury your head in the sand either it can Jared. never be a good thing well you know something I know it's not I'm not saying it's a good thing for a child to be looking at pornography but you can't bury your head in the sand responsibility goes back to parents and parents need to wake up and see what is happening in this country. The con- we are having a programme. It is as rigid as if we were behind the Iron Curtain long ago. The programme, what our state is doing is it's seeking to take over the minds of our children by prescribing a way to think. We're actually teaching our children what but, they must but, think. But the Catholic Church have done that for all their lives. The Catholic Church has taught how to live. No, 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 no. The Catholic Church has also prescribed a way to I think. think. I'm qualified to speak on this. The Catholic Church well, has well, taught people well, how to no live. you're no more qualified than I am. But what I'm saying well, to I you... Might be, you know. Well, no, I don't. The Catholic Church has also prescribed a way to think. The Catholic Church has prescribed a way to live and to live by the Ten Commandments. Well, not everybody wants to live by the Ten Commandments. They want to live a good life. Can I, can I not be a good person? Can I, I want to ask you a straight question before I come to my next caller, Geraldine. And I want you to stay with me, by the way, because I'm intrigued by what you're talking about. But can I ask you a straight question? Do you believe you can be a good person without being a Catholic? Of course I do. Okay, well, then you don't I have to live by the Ten Commandments. There are many, many roads. Pope Benedict said the, no, the, the road to God, the road to Christ... The roads are as numerous as well, the mind people you, there are. I, I don't believe, I, I wouldn't be actually taking what Pope Benedict said uh, verbatim. I mean, the man, to be honest with you, doesn't have the best morals in the world himself. You don't have, well, you know something, you don't have to be snide about it. Listen no, to I'm, I'm just saying to you, the man has, was responsible for hiding paedophile priests. He certainly he doesn't said. have the best he morals said. in the world, he does he? I, I could be pardoned for thinking that you're hung up on sex. Well, I'm certainly not hung up on sex, but I'm just saying you're quoting Pope Benedict, a man who, uh, you know, we know factually was responsible for hiding paedophile priests. I wouldn't be taking his word. Maybe this is at the root of what we're talking about, at kind of a... But he was, Geraldine. The panning of the flames of anger against... Well, hang on, you can't be in denial either, Geraldine, you know what I mean? I think I I can divorce human words from the words of Christ, you know. Okay, well, do me a favour. Stay there, Geraldine. Stay there, please, because I want you to stay with me and I want to speak to Neve as well. Neve, if you listen to Geraldine, I agree with a lot of what she says and I don't agree with all the changes in society. Uh, you know, I do believe sometimes we've lost our way a little bit. But when it comes to young people in schools, Neve, are we going too far teaching, you know, children in primary schools about different genders and LGBTQ issues? I'm not saying they're important and tolerance is not important. But, I mean, do, I mean, is it that time enough in secondary school to be, to be looking at all that kind of thing or for parents to be teaching that kind of stuff? Um, no, I don't think it is. Look, I, I, the one thing that that has been drilled into us as parents, and I, I'm, I feel I'm qualified to talk about this because I'm the parent of an 18-year-old and a nine-year-old, so I've both ends of the spectrum. And since my 18-year-old was quite young, all that's been drummed into us as parents is talk to your kids. It's good to talk. Talk to them. Now, first of all, homosexuality and transgender people didn't just step off the boat five years ago. They've been around for years. They were around when we were younger, but we weren't allowed to talk about them. And we weren't allowed, 
not, you know, quite recently in this country, you aren't legally allowed to be gay. So I think that if we are going to stop our children from being depressed, being upset, being confused in their teenage years, talk to them age appropriately when they're younger. Teach yeah, them but that. Do parents, do, but do parents who don't agree with that not have a right to say, well, I don't want you teaching my child that in school. And if I want to teach my child about that, I'll do it in my, in my own home. Fine, well then why can't we bring in an opt-out clause? If you don't want your child to be there for, for that class, take them out of the school. Just say to the school... But why, sorry, why, should, why, should, why should Geraldine, or if Geraldine has any children, why should she have to do that? Because surely, surely it should be the other way around. If you, you know, if you want to teach something that's quite specific, well, then you should do it in your own time, sure. Why, why, why can't, if I want to teach my kids about LGBTQ issues or genders, as, as far as I'm concerned, there's men and women, but I mean, other people believe there's more genders than that. If I want to teach my children about other genders uh, other than that, well, surely that's up to me to do that to my children, but not the school. But I do believe that the schools are going to handle it delicately. I don't believe that anyone is going to come in and talk delicately. to a six-year-old. De- the, I don't the, believe the World any- Health Organization has said that you should be teaching zero to four-year-olds about masturbation, for God's sake. That's the World well, that's Health Organization. That's silly. bizarre. That's just silly. That's well, just silly. I mean, I, the, the, every child does that. I mean, it's not masturbation. Not, a, not at zero to four years of age. No, it's not done for, for a sexual purpose. It's just they're discovering that there's something there. Well, and that's, that, that's not something we should normal. be teaching in school. No, and it's not something, but I, I, just look, what I can't get away from is when I was growing up, how there was this, this shame around everything. And I'm glad the shame is going. What you're saying is you don't trust parents to teach their children tolerance. No, of course I trust parents. I've taught my children tolerance. Well, well, you, but you're I also, saying you don't if you want the state to do it. I don't want the state to do it. But if the state are bringing this in, I will have no objection to it. That's what I'm saying. I don't need the state to teach my kids. That's my job. But if this is coming in, I certainly won't object to it. As so, I said, I have so, a nine-year-old. So you, have, and I, you have no objection to, say, an eight- or a nine-year-old or a seven-year-old being taught about, you know, well, there's not only two genders, there's probably 20 or 30 of them. Um, there's, you have no objection to this, you know, the state or the schools telling your children, you know, look, if you want to be a boy, you can be a boy. If you want to be a girl, you can be a girl. You can be whatever you want. LGBT issues, uh, you know, homosexuality. Two, get, two men, it's okay to be married with children. Uh, two women, it's okay to marry children. You, know, you have no objection to the state teaching that to your children. If my child comes home from school with questions about any of those things, I'll talk to him about it. And he will have questions. He's already asked me what gay is. Well, Ger- well okay, well, let me go back to Geraldine. Geraldine, well, you've heard Neve, you know, a modern parent, two children, one 18 and one a lot younger. And she has no issue whatsoever with that. And if the child has questions, they can come to her and ask her. Well, more part to her. And um, I heard what she said. I listened carefully to what she said. And also about the fact that she feels in the modern time that there's no shame around things. And these are healthy things. I think these are, these are evolving situations. What I would say is, uh, she mentioned um, the opt-out clause, so-called. Um, I had an encounter with this now recently, whereby um, in an infant class, the letter came home uh, invite, detailing what was being taught and inviting the parents if they wished to withdraw their child from this class. Now, you'd say, isn't that a wonderful thing? Actually, it's not, because um, you then say, well, I'll take my child out. I feel strongly about this. And then you say, well, in a class of 28 or 30, is my child going to be the only child going out? And then uh, is he going to be a oddity? And then the next thing is, what are his pals going to tell him when he comes back in again? What version are they going to give him? And you find yourself in the classic parent quandary. Parents don't want to make exceptions of their children. They want their children to integrate. So I think the opt-out clause is a piece of nonsense. It's just a bit of window decorating. But I, I would ask you to come back to the point and think of the point, and I'd ask the parents listening, either we have a constitution which gives us freedom of religion and guarantees the right of a faith school to be a faith school, or we have a totalitarian superimposition happening with nobody knowing what's happening on all the children in the state, maybe by the Muslim children in their private schools. It is quite shocking, and it's frightening, and it's retrograde, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, 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 hang on, because I want to get Anya in as well before the uh, the news, if I can. Anya, because I do want to continue this after the news, because we haven't really given it enough time. But Anya, you're on Classic Kids. Anya, you don't necessarily agree with it either. No, I don't. Are you mad? Well, <laughs> what, what part do you not agree with? The whole lot of it. I think it's very insulting of the state to literally come in and override the parents' right to educate their children how they see fit. Also, Niall, it's grooming kids. 
it's grooming kids to an agenda that's been put out there by people of, and there, I wouldn't mind, it's the minority of people um, who are in the LGBTQ and the transgender, okay? And I understand those people are human beings and they have feelings. But you know what? At the end of the day, it, the world has gone so PC uh, mad that literally you want to come in and basically shape and mould our children to the way that... Um, but your child, yeah, but your, your five-year-old or ten-year-old is not going to, you know, suddenly catch gayness. No, it's not about. I, I understand. Gayness, I understand. I understand. You know, I understand the, the confusion you're talking about. I do understand that. No, I'm not that. talking about confusion. I'm talking about children who are writing letters to Santa Claus and at that age. And another thing I want to say in this liberal world um, that we live in, Niall, most people like you heard that woman there saying, if the state are bringing it in, um, she's not going to, you know. Basically, she's not going to question it. And I would like to know what sort of world are we in when a parent isn't even going to question what they're bringing in. Okay, so just before I go into the news, and I want to come back to all of you, if I can, if you're willing to stay with me to, uh, through the news. But Anya, in relation to what you're willing to allow your child to be taught in school, are you happy with a nine-year-old to learn about tolerance of same-sex marriage, tolerance of transgenders? You what, if, you want, if you want to teach your children... Um, not to be rude or disrespectful towards other people and their situations. You teach your children respect. And those conversations are for parents and their children at home, how they see fit. And you have to respect as well. But, but you, you, you don't want a teacher saying to your child, if you want to be a girl, you can be a girl. If you want to be a boy, you can I be a boy. I absolutely will not be teaching my children that. I absolutely will not. There is okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll stay there for a second, please, Anya and, and Neve and Geraldine. If you can all stay there, it'd be great. Phelan, you completely disagree with what Geraldine and obviously Anya are saying because you believe it's a good idea. It's a good idea, yeah. I mean, it has to be um, age appropriate. But in primary school, it will be sure they can talk. And the, the kind of main bit of it in secondary school. Do you have children yourself, Phelan? I don't, know. Okay, all right. I was the ones with no kids. Well, you know, I, all the Catholic groups are up in arms about this. And then 20 years ago, <laughs> I remember Mary O'Rourke was saying on the television a few months ago, they were up in arms when they're bringing the, the Stay Safe program in primary school about pedophiles and predators. In away from them, and they were up in arms about it. They're protesting outside school gates, so they're all up in arms again. Well, I, I mean, the safe sex program was something that was brought in into secondary school for yeah. children who were in first and second year in school. But we're talking about primary school children here. Yeah, but there, there was a bit primary school children then, and they were up in arms about it then. Same people are protesting, they're doing it now again, the same group. But do you, th- do you think it's, a, well, I, you know, hold on for a second, there's parts of it I'd protest to, and I'm, I'm not Catholic, I'm, not, I'm an atheist. And about the stay safe program. But I don't, I don't object to that. Yeah, but they do the same nut jobs are protesting about it. So what, anybody who objects is a nut job? Well, the people back in Renewa, all these Bible bashers online saying, I'm going to vote Renewa. What are they going to get? I mean, Neil O'Malley was on there a few minutes ago. He's not a Bible basher. He's not even religious. What jolly people these candidates are. I know there's a lot of them people are anti-HPV vaccines. You should look them up. Okay, so so what? Did So do you object, so you don't object to children, say seven or eight years of age, being taught uh, about tolerance of LGBTQ or, you know, uh, consent in relation to sex or relationships, so you don't think that's too young? No, no, it's not. It's worse if you talk to them to shoot gay people like you had your man on last night, mister, from America or whatever, he's worse. Well, I don't think anybody would be suggesting that would be okay to teach that to children. He does. Well, he does, but he's not in schools in Ireland. Well, Talk sense, Phelan, will you, for God's sake? Hold on a second. With the greatest respect, um, Pastor Stephen Anderson, who was banned from coming to Ireland, um, you know, is not atypical of your Christian or your Catholic person in Ireland. He's a fundamentalist. Well, I saw there's some American groups going around schools here and they're Irish branches of them. Mm-hmm. Saying that um, AIDS is a, from God to cure the gays. Yeah, and I don't agree with that either. Yeah, well, you know, there's a radio station out in Bray and they're up in arms about this every day of the week, you know. Yeah, but okay, but I'm, I don't agree with, you know, Christian groups or fundamentalist Christian groups going into school telling uh, children all sorts of carry-on and all sorts of myths uh, about AIDS or about anything like that or about uh, transgender or about gay people. I don't agree with that either. 
I think children are too young for that kind of information. You're, you're mixing up you're mixing up two arguments here, Phelan, purposely for some strange reason, and I don't know why. Well, yeah. your, man, your man is saying he doesn't want it in schools, and he says he wants it in secondary schools. And in secondary schools, I read a lot of articles that say the education is very poor, non-existent. Or okay, but, but, yeah, okay, so he says he doesn't want it in primary schools. He, he has no objections to it in secondary schools. No, the parents do it. Then he said secondary schools. No, he and didn't. He was quite clear about what he said. I, obviously, you weren't listening to the same interview I was listening to. And I was conducting it. He said he was quite clear that he said he want, in secondary school he has no objection to sex education. Well, that's a bit different from other people who are supporting his party or online. <laughs> well, well, like he can. Well, uh, he's not talking for everybody. He's only talking for himself. Well, I mean, the pro-life groups are backing him and retweeting him. That's, what they're saying. that's, that's fine. That's yeah, well, let them back them and retweet him if they want to. He's talking well, for himself. He spoke on the air today and he spoke about what he believes. And Geraldine, who is also on the air, who is a Catholic, and and she's a granny, is she grab a granny? Is it? You're quite insulting, Phelan, aren't you? I mean, what, do you, do you ha- hold on for a second. If you want to come on the air and have some sort of rational, educated conversation, let's have it. But don't be insulting people. You're starting to sound like a child. Maybe yeah, you should have some education if that's the way you want to speak to people. Well, I mean, there's a new have a candidate in, in Dorf, and she. Well, hang on for a second. No, no, let's go. No, let's go. No, let's go back to what we're, we're talking about. So, yeah. just because somebody has a different opinion to you, it's gra- you're, you're calling them grab a granny. You're calling them nutters. I mean, what, what's your what's your plan? What's your game, Phelan? Look, we just want factual sex education. Well, we want factual sex education, but we don't want Egypt now coming on and making stupid comments. Well, I'm sure most of the people who go to church are quite old, so it's a factual... Do you think so? I think so, from my experience. From your experience. I'm I'm not a Catholic, I'm not a Christian, but people do go to church. I don't believe in what they believe in, but I do respect their right to believe in it. I know, but look, you want the you want the Vatican to run the schools or the state to run the schools. I mean, what what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? What I, what, I really mean, fail him. Sorry, Anya, you want to say something to fail him? There, just say something to sorry, him. Will I, you? Come here and I tell you something, fail him. I find it very interesting that a man who literally has no skin in the game, no kids, wants to get on the radio just to insult people. For, for literally wanting to protect their children yeah, and protect their rights. As well, is she? It's probably anti-HPV vaccine. Anti-vaccine. Well, All my kids are vaccinated. What are you All talking about, Phelan? He's just right. gone into everything, literally. And it, whether they're vaccinated or not, that's none of your business. Again, that would be my decision as a parent, okay. not yours, a stranger. Don't give them a like, this is the interesting thing about... She's just told you her like, kids are vaccinated. Are you listening, Phelan? Are you open your ears? Take the wax out of your yeah. ears, will you? You're not listening. Just, hold on. Just because people don't want a sex ed bill in, their, in primary schools doesn't mean they have to be anti-vax, by the way. Well, I was just going to say something very quick across uh, across you, Phelan, because to be honest with you, I think you've no skin in the game. Uh, you've no kids, and I think you just come on here basically to trash uh, and people, people well, of a different political view a to you and a different view, a moral so. view to you. And you know, do you want to know why most people challenge people who have got faith and um, you know try stick it because of the faith? Because you know, most of the, the truth speaks volumes to people, and people know the truth when they hear it. And for yeah, some reason, an awful lot of anger towards breast cancer, that kind of group going to school. Did she say that? Yeah. Did she say that? What is her new kind of Hold on a second. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on for a second. Hang on. We had somebody on last week trying to come up with that kind of nonsense. And they were challenged on the air. They ended up nearly walking out of the studio. We all know that's nonsense, Phelan. So what, what are you, why are you bringing in a million arguments? Focus on one argument, Phelan. We're talking about teaching children in primary school LGBTQ issues, gender issues, and relationships uh, about relationships. Do you think that's acceptable? Yes or no? Children from the age of eight or nine know they're gay. And so they're not going to be taught in secondary school if the, if the people like your one Geraldine has their way either. Yeah, one Geraldine. Well, your one Geraldine is still on the air, but. I am. I'm listening. Lady. Yeah. The August lady. Yes. Yeah, you. okay. Yeah, I think if you start treating other people with respect, you might get a bit of respect back. Yeah, sorry, Geraldine. Now, could I, as your one, could I come in just for a second? Yeah, yeah I'd, like, I'd like to commend Anya for the honesty and the, the, the forthright way she said what she said. I mean, she's a woman after my own heart because she knows what she wants. And she, she says it without any fear. Um, just straightforwardly, she wants to be allowed to rear her children her way. Now, I, I say absolutely bravo to that. But I would also say to Anya and to the people listening, be careful that you are allowed to do it. Because what is happening is that right is being taken from you. And be careful that it doesn't happen by the back door when you're not looking. And then it'll, oh, be, it'll be in place. And then what do you do? Oh, it's, yeah, sorry, Neve, you want to say something? 
Okay. No, I'm just listening. I mean, Neve, you've, you've listened to Phelan there. I'm, a, I'm assuming you don't agree with that. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't defend that. I mean, he just, it, it was a, a, a mess of arguments all brought in together. You have no idea what he's talking about. The, the fact, I, I have no objection to anyone's beliefs. I don't care if you're Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, whatever you are. That's absolutely fine by me. The thing that I, the only thing that I take issue with is I don't agree, first of all, I if I came across thing, saying that I agreed with like eight or nine year olds being told that they were, they could be whatever gender they want, I, that I, that I'm not on board with. I just think we have a situation now, and I know we can't talk about it, but we have a terrible trial going on right now. These two are thirteen. Yeah, I don't. I, now, we, we unfortunately can't discuss that on the. Absolutely, yet. we can't. But that did happen, and you know, we just. I just think that there can be children that are quite young. That might be a little bit confused, not really knowing what's going on, and might act a little bit differently, perhaps in class or in school. Other kids, not knowing what they're going through, slag them off and whatever. And then we have very upset kids going into secondary school. All I'm saying is a little bit of tolerance to teach that, to teach that. Teach you know, not everyone is, is. But straight. you don't have there to agree to that. Sorry, Neve, you don't have to agree to the new RSE to teach your children respect and tolerance. Like, at the end of the day, if you teach your children that you shouldn't hurt other people's feelings, that people are different, and let your children come to you. My children, I teach my children um, body safety. They know, they know um, they can come to me and ask me anything, and I will always... How old, how old are your children, Anya? Anya, how old are your children? I have four children from the age of two to nine. Well, okay. one of them is nearly nine. And I, here's the point I want to also drill home. Are they girls or boys, by the way? Uh, two girls and two boys. So okay. The two oldest are two girls and the two youngest are two boys. Now, I want to just say this as well. I read the report that um, Neil O'Mahony was talking about this morning, right? I've seen it. It's circulating Facebook, okay? And I just yeah. want to say it, the, the fact that the Irish government were using that and Neil stressed that, that and they were they were using this as an example from zero As a template, as a template, yes. As a template. So zero to four-year-olds. And if they're already doing that in other places in Europe, and you know how much Leo Varadkar loves Europe, and that is what they will bring here. And my biggest problem is we are the parents. And bit by bit, you are stripping, the government are stripping our constitution away and removing your rights away. So that okay, uh, by the way, Phelan, are you still there? I'm still here, yeah. Yeah, did you see the template uh, from the WHO uh, yeah, on... Or, on uh, uh, will you let me ask you the question before you start talking? Groups are bringing up the WHO was doing the rounds about six weeks ago, I've seen it, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you saw the template. And, and did you do you think that's acceptable? Apart from they talk about gender identity and gender issues of zero to four-year-olds, talking about, for example, childhood masturbation. Did, did did you see that recommendation from the WHO? I seen it about a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and what did you think of it? Did, was that not something that concerned you? Yeah, it's only a, that's only that's only just a bit hysteria. It's a bit too far. But look, any place that has a, a bit too sex far, a bit any too place far. Any place that has sex education, like the Netherlands, I see her paper the end of her day in the British paper saying, like, you know, lower instances of teenage pregnancy and better tolerance for gay people and lower STIs. You have to well, have we have lower instances. I mean, the, the, the rate of teenage pregnancies has dropped long before we brought any sex education bill. And yeah. anyway, it has dropped dramatically. The amount of 16-year-olds and 15-year-olds getting pregnant now, comparison to, say, 40 years ago, has dropped dramatically. Anyway, people are more educated either way. Well, it has to be. Look, you have every modern country in Europe has it, you know. You just want to go to Iran. But, that, just, but does, does that make it right? Just, just because other countries want to bring it in, does that make it right? What about the, the rights of parents like Anya to choose what they want their children to be taught in primary school? Children out of school or they can homeschool them, I think. So she should want to take her kids out of school? You are, because you want to talk to my kids about their genitals, about masturbation, about sex at that age. I have to homeschool my kids. Are you having a well, laugh? Probably Are you serious? No, the world has gone hysterical. I tell you, the world has gone hysterical with she this PC absolute bull. Absolute bull. PC bull. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I went through primary and secondary school and I know plenty of people that are gay. Don't know many transgenders. I won't say I do. But I know plenty of people are gay. We have conversations. We get on work around. I never needed to learn about any of that stuff when I was five, six, seven, yeah, well, eight, and nine in school from a stranger. Yeah, hold on a minute. They're All also that. talking about bringing people in. I want. To, hold on a second. I'm speaking. I'm just going to say this, Niall. 
my young one has a male teacher, okay? She's nine years of age, right? You bring that in, right? Number one, you're asking a man to teach other young children, girls in particular, right? Who might not feel necessarily comfortable with teaching my kids that stuff. And the same vice versa for women as well. Teaching maybe young guys. No, 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 no. You are, it's, the state is overstepping the line. Overstepping the line. And I tell you now, I know a girl who has twins, right? And she's raising one of them. One of them as a as a girl from the age of two. Well, what about the suggestion that school books, for example, English books, etc., and there's a suggestion, there was a, an opinion piece today in the journal in relation to this, that these books should include more characters that would be transgender, that would be uh, gay, that, you know, that would be, instead of having, you know, the, the typical old books... No. Of, no, why? Of, why do you need to teach of mammy and daddy the that there should be daddy and daddy? This is the thing. Hold on a minute. Why? First of all, if 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 evolution is true, it's not doing a very good job of changing the fact that two men and two women can't have babies, or that the fact that we cannot just automatically change our sex. Why isn't evolution doing that? Why okay, but, but, but I mean, Phelan, you you would agree with changing school books and having you know characters in it that would be LGBTQ, would you? Yeah, yeah. Well, for primary school. Well, Jesus, back when I was going to school, you had some priest to tell you if you had masturbated, you'd go blind. You should have gone away from those oh, days, anyway. Jesus Christ almighty. Well, come here, you've gone oh. well away from those oh, days. Fadim, I asked you a simple question, you know what I mean? You don't have to go into some sort of nonsense. I've asked you, do you agree with changing the school curriculum to the point where books would be changed to include characters that would be a part of the LGBT community? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do, of course, yeah. You do, yeah. So look, yeah well, you seem to be... Caught up in the days, nine-year-olds. That's what we're talking about. That's what the topic is about today, Fayne, in case you weren't listening. Sorry. Sorry sorry if I have to explain it to you. Remember the gays? That's all you ever seem to say. Oh, it's dreadful. Oh, gays, dreadful later nine-year-olds. You're the one one saying all that nonsense, in fairness, Fayne, and nobody else. Uh, Let me just go to Mary. Mary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, how are you? Uh, Mary, uh, you have a daughter, 14 years of age. She recently came out. And um, you think it's important to teach children from a very young age um, uh, about, you know, tolerances and differences in society. Yes, I do. I think it should be, like I do agree at some point, we all do need to put our practical hats back on. um, And it should be age appropriate. But that children should be taught from a young age about acceptance and accepting the fact that we all need to live together, and some people are gay, some are transgender, some are in um, are married, and you have mommy and daddy. And you know, sorry, I'm nervous here, but um, my daughter, um, if she could turn back the clock, like she she knew from a young age, she knew from about five, um, and she struggled and she struggled and she tried to fit in, and she. When you say herself. she knew she, she from about five, she knew she was gay. I don't- but but I don't think children have an awareness of sexuality from five years of age. She probably knew maybe that she she was uh, I suppose got on better with young girls than she did with young boys. Maybe that was. Well, I have my daughter telling yeah. me she's now fourteen. But she would, she wouldn't have had any sexual. Uh, you, do you know what I'm saying? I I think you know when we talk about lesbian and gay, it's more about sexuality, isn't it? It's about who you're sexually attracted to because people. Yeah. I mean, I've I've boyfriends, male friends, you know that I yeah. love very much, but I'm not sexually attracted to them, obviously, uh, because I'm not gay. But I think when you talk about being a homosexual or being lesbian, you know, you're talking about sexual attraction. Sexual attraction doesn't happen until you're probably nine or ten years of age. So you, well, you wouldn't know from four or five that you were gay. Well, having a lot of experience with children as well, like, and I, I, I do come, you know, children would be, you know, seven and eight, and they go, he's my boyfriend, and I'm going to marry him, and mm. she's my going to be my wife. And so I do, I don't, I do believe that they, and, they and have do you an think idea. Do you, think that's, do you think that's a parent's responsibility or a school's responsibility to teach a child that, look, you know, in life, you know, men and women can fall in love with each other. You know, they can, you know, you can have two men and two women in a marriage and, and that's all fine. And, you know, you should be tolerant of all that. It doesn't mean that you have to be like that. Or is it OK to teach a child at five or six years of age? You know, if you want to be a girl, you can be a girl, even though you're not. You're actually a boy, but you can be a girl if you want to, that you can be transgender, that there are people in society who are transgender. Is that something for parents to teach or something for teachers to teach? Well, as they say, it takes a village to raise a child. So um, I do believe that it should be, like I said, it should all be done very carefully and very gently. But that children need to be taught that, you know, one way is not necessarily every way. 
and that because you but, might but, be but different. Accor- but according to, the, to Anya, 99% of the world's population are not transgender. Um, you no, know, they're and, not, but they are people and they have feelings and emotions and, and they have a right can, to life. Sorry, nobody's saying, nobody is saying that you shouldn't treat transgender people or people who decide of a certain age that, you know, with respect or gay people or anything like that. Nobody's saying you shouldn't treat people with respect. This is where the lines get crossed. We're talking about, basically, when sex education, I'm sure, was brought into school to children of a certain age, it was brought in to teach them reproductive health, okay? And yeah, which is wrong. It's more to it than that. An awful lot more to it. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. That's, that's your opinion. And there's many people who don't. And now, I'm not talking about that we don't, like, enjoy sex as adults and all that, but I'm talking about what we teach children here, okay? We, yeah, but it's all, it's we, not hold all on a minute. You white. just have to get into that stuff with kids of that age. And you don't have the right as a parent to, or, as, or anybody, for that matter, to tell me as a parent that my children have to learn this because the state decides it. Because at the end of the day, we have Muslims, Christians, Catholics, Protestants, atheists all living amongst each other, okay? And for instance, in that, in that bill, it actually says that it will be mandatory, okay? So in other words... That it doesn't matter what faith you are. It. Yes, once you're in a public school. Once you are in a public school, which are, right, and my children I send to a Catholic school because I happen to be a Christian. So, you know, do, do you get what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah. Okay, well, hang on. Well, let, me, let me just put that point if I can't, Mary. I mean, that is an argument at the moment. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm an atheist, Mary, so, you know, I don't necessarily have Christian values, but I have, I have good values, I believe. But there are people who send their children to a Catholic school who don't, and, and voted no, maybe, in marriage equality. Uh, I'm not saying they detest or despise people who are gay or they have some sort of hatred for them, but they just don't agree with, say, marriage between two men or two women. Do they not have a right to have their children brought up in their values? No, you, if you're a parent, you need to teach your child... You need to teach your child to be aware that things are different because Absolutely. nothing in this world is black and white. Absolutely. But but they, but do they, do they the not have a right? Do they not have a right to say to their children, no, as far as their values are concerned, men don't marry men and women don't marry women? But they do, well, and that's a fact. But hold on a minute, hold on. You're talking about this bill also says be, teaching children fact based information. How we feel, this is what happens down through the history, right? I am presuming that that is people, within age appropriate you know, circumstances. I, I am presuming that there is not a teacher in this country that will stand there and teach a five or six year old about the, well, you know. My, the husband, my husband had a conversation with our principal about this bill already, right? And the principal said if, the, if it passes and the school are given it to teach, they have no choice but to teach it. And also, they're talking, this is why I'm so annoyed that so many parents are not educating themselves on what's in that bill. And it does, and with the example that they use in the template, as I said, it talks about. Uh, self-pleasure for zero to four-year-olds. Now, we're talking zero to four-year-olds who are writing letters to Santi and the two fairy is coming and the Easter Bunny is coming. My kids know, right, for instance, my eldest young one, she knows what gay is. She knows she'll never, ever disrespect the person who was gay or, you know, make them feel But what anyway. about the children that are experiencing oh. these feelings and oh, that oh, are God, dealing God, with But what she's just said, she's just, she's taught her children very well not to disrespect people or treat people differently who are gay. She's just said that. I mean, if people are going through traumatic times, you know, unfortunately coming out, and that's a, that is a problem, Mary, and I appreciate that, you know, sometimes there's, there's not a lot other people can do apart from be tolerant. And, and I think Anya has quite clearly said that she can teach her children tolerance, she just didn't need the school to do it for her. Uh, but, but stay there for a second as well, because I want to go to Sean Gill, who's an independent local election candidate, uh, as well as, I just need to mention the candidates in his area, because the three seats up for grabs, uh, Mary Beads, uh, Bernard Caldwell, uh, Valerie Colton, Anthony Doyle, uh, Sean Gill, Jason uh, Kenny, Nuala Killian, uh, Anthony Larkin, Joan Neville and Michael Reddy are all in that area as well. Uh, sorry, Sean, uh, it's a kind of have-to-do thing. Uh, Sean, obviously uh, no. you're in, a, in, the, in that particular area. You, you wanted to obviously have a comment in relation to this. Go ahead. Well, a comment in relation to my, my own children are growing up now. Uh, my granddaughter's about to start school. Um, it's incredibly inappropriate to be introducing sex education of any type to that age group. Um, typically, um, it's rare that I'm in agreement with you, but, uh, but, 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 uh, yeah, but in saying that, 
I'm assuming it would be age appropriate. That isn't that why what they, they use? They use they use the term age appropriate, isn't? Don't they? Why are you assuming that? Uh, there's a lot of things uh, promised before legislation, that and people assume this, that, and the other. And just to take an example, uh, the uh, referendum on the Eighth Amendment, the actual uh, legislation was radically different to that what was promised. And I'm just using that as an example now. Okay, so, uh, so, so do you do you believe it's appropriate to teach, because I don't have much time, Sean, I do apologise. I understand. Okay, yeah, but do you, do you believe it's appropriate to teach children in, say, at seven years of age, let's say, for example, at seven years of age, not. about gender identity, about LGBTQ issues, about, you know, men and men can get married, women and women can get married. Is that okay to teach young children about that? It, it's also said that it depends on what you're teaching them, but... Uh, there, there is only two genders, uh, Niall. To in, in, your, in your opinion, yeah. Uh, well, look, I believe it's the majority opinion. I understand you have to stress it's someone's opinion. It's also fact. Uh, now, uh, where are we going? Uh, yeah, gay... You, you were talking about gayness down a minute ago, the other uh, contributor, and... Uh, you mean gay people, most, yeah. Yeah, of course. You, mm. You've got to teach it something. Uh, uh are going to have feelings of attraction to the same sex. Um, it, it's, it's a fact. But uh, graphic detail is... Well, I mean, when I say graphic detail, nobody mentions that you would be talking about you know, the different positions or different type of sexual acts involved you know, in gay sex. But certainly, you know, to talk to people about the fact that two people who are same sex can fall in love, have a relationship, is, is, is that okay? Uh, it, 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 again, it, it depends on context. No, of course it does. All right. Well, um, well, listen, I have to wrap it up, Sean, because I'm, I'm going way over time. Thank you very much indeed. Sean Gill, who's an independent local election candidate in uh, the Leak Slip area. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.